Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. I specialize in helping people to achieve their financial goals. I have a love for all things numbers, and I am passionate about financial literacy. My goal is to spark healthy and positive conversations around wealth and investment and create a world where nobody is limited by their financial situation. But wealth is just one piece in the equation of living our best lives. So join me as we explore both wealth and wellness topics. From your net worth to your self-worth, get ready to take confident action. Hello, this is Kaylee and thank you for joining. Today we will be talking about taking back your time and letting go of time stress. And today we have special guest Nadine Nicholson. Nadine and Derek, so they actually work together. They're partners in life and partners in business. Um, But Nadine's here today representing the duo. Um, So Nadine and Derek help accomplished entrepreneurs take back their time, energy, and joy while climbing to unprecedented success. They founded Ascend Leadership Co., their global coaching consulting co- coaching and consulting company. Nadine and Derek envision a world where leaders are in fierce integrity with what matters deeply to them, where they make the most of their one precious and vital life. Together, they offer up five decades of experience in business development, strategic planning, coaching, consulting, corporate communications, change management, well, this big list, team leadership, spirituality, and relationship-centered sales. That's amazing. And yes, the two of you combined, even even more amazing because you get that, that extra experience. Um, so very, very grateful to have you here today, Nadine. Um, I've had you speak on this topic before. I loved, loved it. So I wanted to have you on the podcast so we could get it on recording and get it out to more people to listen to. Um, so can thank you, you Kaylee, for having me. Yes, thank <laughs> you, Nadine. Can you just start to share a little bit about your own journey? Um, what brought you to create Ascend Leadership? And what made this topic, so this topic of time, so paramount to you? Oh, thank you for asking that. I, um, what got me to ascend leadership is I've been in business um, after le- being in the corporate world for many years in corporate communications. I started my own business and I was coaching entrepreneurs under a different company name uh, and I was on my own and my husband was still in the corporate world, Derek, and oh, both, what was it, three or four years ago now, um, he took a sabbatical. It was always one of our goals um, for him to take a couple of years and to be a stay-at-home dad and when he was when he was doing that and he started to get the itch to get back into you know really sharing his gifts and making a difference um with in the world he you know other than <laughs> with our you know son and in the school like in a broader sense he we just we really looked at both of our skills and all of our skill sets and we thought what would it be like if we could take the best of him and the best of me and bring that together And so that's how Ascend Leadership was born. And, Mm. um, and, and how, and and your second question was, how did, how did time become so important to me? You know, like that kind of idea as well, right? Yeah. Um, So for me, why time got so important and why Ascend Leadership also matters so much is that, um, 
I really had the experience of seeing my own father pass away really suddenly. And Derek has too. Both of his parents passed away really suddenly, which is, when I say suddenly, I mean like weeks. You know, it wasn't, wasn't an accident, but it was like a sh- very short amount of time that they were diagnosed with, a, with an illness and then passing away. And so we collectively, he and I, have experienced such, um, such wake-up calls with people who we love so dearly. And, and, and that's why time is so precious. For me personally, when my dad passed away, I was, at the time I was still working in corporate and I was leading a team of a hundred people and managing like multi-million dollar budgets and um, communications for um, a, a company with 20,000 employees. And I was working a lot of long hours and had a young child and, um, and my dad passed and it really, it really woke me up to what matters and who matters. And I remember after he passed, this feeling, this message came to me. I, I really believe it was his spirit. And he said to me, that spirit, that message said to me, Nadine, you have new life. You have new life. And I remember that, that message, like, I, I don't have to work 70 hours a week. Like, you know, I can actually shift and change what how I'm spending my time and where I'm focusing my energy and be aligned with my core values. And it wasn't that I didn't like my job. I really did. It, it wasn't, it wasn't mine anymore. It wasn't for me anymore to work those 70 hours to not see my son in the evenings. You know, like he was basically being raised by a nanny at that time. So that's why time is so precious. It's all about the macro level of time of, of the one, your, one impression, your one precious life and the micro level of time of the decisions, the day-to-day decisions and actions um, that you're taking and, and the actions, the decisions you're making that actually um, either align or don't. Yeah, I love that. And thank you for sharing that story. Cause that is so powerful. What, I mean, what you went through, that's so, it's very obviously, you know, devastating and hard to hear that, that that's what you guys had to go through, but what came from it or what you're able to sort of share with people now is amazing. And just that messaging that you can share with other people then too, as a reminder um, that we shouldn't have to go through those scenarios necessarily to remember that yeah, let's, let's talk about our time or think about our time and, and see where we are spending it, um, where, where are hours of, of our day going, because it is a limited resource. So, you know, is it going to the things that matter to us most or do we need to do some um, realignment and, and make sure that it mm. is, yeah, in yeah. line with what we truly want? I love that. So thank you for sharing. Um, Mm, on our last chat, and I know you have this on your website too, um, you talk about the middle zone. So can you Mm -hmm. elaborate with listeners? Well, what is the middle zone when it comes to, um, time and, and what does that mean? How do we get out of the middle zone? Sure. So, um, we work with, we work with pretty accomplished entrepreneurs, you know, who feel often that they're not far enough ahead even though they've had quite a bit of success and um, and the business owners we work with really most people, 
even who perhaps aren't entrepreneurs, just simply people and the business owners we work with um, are in a middle zone and don't even really realize that they're there and, or don't even realize that there isn't one. And it happens to everyone. And what happens is, is that first, first of all, we need to understand that there is what we call a middle zone. And, and I want to give you um, a metaphor or an image to sort of get this sense of what we mean by middle zone. We work in nature. Derek and I coach. A lot of our coaching is highly in tune and, in, and connected with Mother Nature. So we lead retreats in nature. We, um, we get out in nature a fair, you know, a, a significant amount because, because we believe and we experience that when being in nature is the shortcut to truth and helping a person connect with their inner knowing like the real truth inside of them. And that what, that's what we call wild wisdom is that inner knowing. And so if you think about um, we're in the, in Calgary, right? You and I, and we mm-hmm. have the Rocky mountains very close to us. So, so if you think about the picture of a mountain, what happens is the, the people that we work with and, and really all business owners climb to a certain point, get to a certain point, and then they realize whether they're totally aware of it or not, at some point they realize, um, perhaps with some reflections from another person or us or, you know, maybe a health scare or something like that, that they, that they are in the middle zone. They might not have those words, but what that means is they can't keep going the way they got The way they got there, they can't keep going. Something has to change. And um, and it's where it's where you find yourself um, working harder to stay there. So, you know, for the people who are listening, if you ever have that feeling like you're actually working harder, then Mm -hmm. or you're starting to get a sense of burnout or resentment or exhaustion or overwhelm or, you know, any of these kinds of feelings, it means you're working harder to stay there. And it's the, it's the space. Oh, sorry, Kaylee, did you have something that you wanted to ask nope, about that? That makes, no, nope, okay. that makes sense. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay, sure. No, it's okay. So it's the space where you're, you're basically stuck spending most of your time working in your business and struggle to find time working on your business. And, um, and it's harder to stay there. It's actually harder. So when you realize you are there, first of all, then you, the way out is actually to aim higher. So imagine, like, imagine actually seeing a mountain. Person has climbed up to, say, the middle point of a mountain realizes that they're working harder to stay there like it's harder the way out is not to keep climbing the way out is actually to get breathing room and to get a different perspective and to learn how to take the next leg of the journey in a different way and the strategies that got you to the middle zone won't get you out and 
you know, it, it's actually easier to get out than, than it, people may think by how I'm painting this picture. The how is about stepping up as a new kind of leader of yourself, of your time, of your business. It's actually not about all the doing and continuing to do things the way that you have been doing them to get you to where you are. It's about shifting and, and growing and expanding who you're being as a leader and as a CEO and owner of your company or a leader in your organization. It's all about who you're being and having a paradigm shift, a perspective shift, so that the next leg of the journey is not done in the same way as what got you there. And, and one quick inspiration that's coming is that it's not that it's, you've done, you know, when I say you, any of you listening, it's not like you've done something wrong to find yourself in the middle zone. There's nothing wrong. Everything that you've done has needed to happen to get you where you are. And if you keep going the way you, you're going, that's what, that's the path to resentment and burnout and exhaustion and overwhelm. So that's what needs to shift is it need, there needs to be a resting period in order to get a different perspective in order to shift who you're being to be able to ascend in the next level of your life and your business. Yeah, I like that. And thanks for like describing it that way. Cause I, yeah, it, it becomes very vivid in my mind of like those points in life where you just, you say things like, I can't keep going this way. Like it, this just won't work. And so those are maybe those moments where you just like, it's that major realization of that, but, but yeah, realizing that we don't have to continue on that way. And our, our own internal knowing, probably knowing as well that we can't, because you said things like burnout, you know, that starts to come up and happen for us. Um, can yeah. you talk a little bit about um, time, guilt, time, stress? So that's probably sure. some of what we're experiencing when we're in that middle zone, but yeah, sure. can you share a little bit about that? Sure. And, and remind me to, um, you know, if we get an opportunity, I'd love to share a few examples of practical yeah. ways. Um, so let's make sure we cover that too today. Okay. Um, so time, so there's actually a practical way that around the middle zone. Um, so, so time guilt and time stress. Oh my gosh, this is one of my favorite um, subjects and things to talk about because it's, you know, how many of you feel time guilt or, or some kind of time stress? Probably all of you, right? At some point. Mm -hmm. And what I, why I love it is because time guilt, the feeling of time guilt and time stress is completely unnecessary. It's actually not necessary. It's a, a mentor of mine once said, um, pain is, you know, like pain is needed in, at some point, but suffering is optional. Like you can feel some pain, but mm -hmm. you don't need to feel suffering. And, and time guilt to me is suffering. That is not, it's not, it's optional. It's actually not needed. So what time guilt really is, it's the feeling of being stretched between conflicting priorities and feeling like when you're doing something, you should be doing something else. 
like, right? When you're with your child, you should be working. Mm-hmm. When you're working, you're, you should be with your child. When you're working on a project, you should be calling your client. When you're talking with a client, you should be, you know, just, it's like fill in the blank, right? It's the mm-hmm. should. And the stress that comes from it is because there's, it's the stretch, it's the stress of not firmly being in one place. Trying to be in two or three or four or five places and then having guilt for it is what creates the stress. Okay, that makes sense. And I, I can think of real examples in my life. Yes, being a mom to a, a six-year-old and then having my own business. Like you described it word for word, those moments where you're with her, but you're like, I should be doing this. I need to do this. So, yeah. Totally. Yeah, and, and there's a way out, and it takes some time. It's not um, – the way to heal time guilt and time stress and to eradicate it is it's not a silver bullet. It doesn't happen in one instance. It happens over a series of choices and examples and then getting evidence to see. And, um, and it really leads into like time mastery and the whole, like this topic (laughs) and what time mastery really is because time mastery is actually the cure to time guilt. Okay, well then, let, yeah, let's talk about time mastery then. <laughs> That's the cure. Let's talk about it. We want the cure. Let's talk. Yeah. yeah. So time mastery is, is, is radical, brave alignment and integrity between what you value and how you invest your time. I'll say it again. It's radical, brave alignment and integrity between what you value and how you invest your time. What it means is it's about making choices and choosing your choices. So let's give the example of you and your, your child and feeling like you need to be working, right? So mm-hmm. that's a very common one for mothers who are, um, and fathers who are entrepreneurs or who have busy careers, right? They're, and they have children and they've children have been and and even especially now with COVID and, and all of the change and structures and flow and rhythm like that everything is different for all mm-hmm. of us. So um so really time mastery and it's it's not like you read a book and then you get time mastery. Time mastery comes out of the actions you take. So in this case it would be when you feel that guilt and you feel that time stress, the opportunity is to choose. So if you've got those conflicting priorities or you're feeling stretched between two important things, the opportunity is actually to choose where are you going to be present? Are you going to be present with your child or are you going to be present with your work? And if you choose to be present with your child, then the next step is to choose your choice. By choosing your choice, it's to be really actually all in with your child. And whatever is the work pressure 
let it have a time and place. So maybe you've got certain priorities or, or, you know, deliverables that are on your mind and it's really pulling you away from being able to be present with your child. Can you relate to that, Kaylee? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So in that case, and I mean, all of us feel that in all, in that case, it's, it's the, the opportunity or my encouragement would be to give those priorities a time and place, actually decide when you're going to dedicate and carve out or focus your time to follow through on those items. And once you've decided that, maybe it's okay, like maybe you're feeling, let's just give, like really make this hone in and practical. So maybe let's say this, you know, after this call with interview, we do, um, you're, you, you feel sometimes guilt, like you have another five things to do in your business and you really want to spend time with your daughter. It's the end of the day, you know, you want to see her, but you're feeling pulled. So your opportunity is to make a choice. Okay, where are, where are you going to be present? Are you going to choose to be present with your daughter? Or are you going to be choose, choose to be present with the, the, the um, deliverables? And if you're present with the deliverables, then how can you make sure that your daughter is, is okay? You know, like that she, she has something or someone to be with so that you can settle and you can relax into the deliverables and not feel the guilt. And if you choose her to focus your time and that choice on her at that time, then how can you make sure that those deliverables get scheduled? And then once you get the deliverables scheduled, then you leave them, get them off your mind because you scheduled them. You gave them a time and place. So the key message is that in this is that it's about making a choice of where you're going to be, put your, put your presence, put your focus, and then choose your choice to be all into it and create the conditions so that you can be able to be all into it. Um, you know, as an entrepreneur, what's coming for me now is that, you know, it's not always like, it's not always this simple. Sometimes you could be with your daughter and you could say you chose the choice and you, you put, you scheduled the deliverables for say tomorrow morning, right? You'd like, I'm going to pound those out tomorrow morning, mm -hmm. give them a ton of place, get them off your mind. Let's say you're with your daughter and you're creating, you're painting, you're totally being creative and you're having a blast and you're really enjoying your time. And then all of a sudden, this amazing clarity just came to you about the business. Something because you're, you're being so creative, you got some kind of clarity that came to you. Well, we don't want, like you didn't force it. It wasn't like you're playing with your daughter and you forced the thought or you are worrying about the business. It just came to you. So we want to be able to capture that and not lose it. So it might just mean having a little pen and paper handy or close to your, your journal and you just write down that idea so that you don't lose it and then you go back to your daughter to be able to focus on her okay I like that idea yeah just writing it down because then it yeah you put it away it's safe somewhere else and you don't have to yeah spend that time and energy focusing on I need to remember this later when I get back to the other things that I need to do yeah yeah oh 
may I add a, a, a follow-up point to that around time mastery? Yes. Um, and so, and what creates time guilt? Time guilt is about that conflicting stretch priority. And it's, and very closely related, it's about being conflicted and stretched around the past, present, and future. So if you ever, you know, I wouldn't say if, because we, ha- we all experience this, when you feel that you're worrying about the past, you're thinking about the past or regurgitating the past, or you're futurizing and worrying about the future, that creates time stress. That creates stress within your system and worry and anxiety. And it's because it's not the present moment. When we, when we regurgitate and overthink and analyze the past, it actually becomes resentment and, 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 and a real energy drain. And when we worry and regurgitate and think about and like futurize about the future, that becomes anxiety and stress. So we can think about the future from the present moment, but it's, it's more about what matters most to me now. Like what matters most to me now about tomorrow? How can I, how can I prepare myself now to be ready for tomorrow or to be ready for next month? It's not about worrying about next month and thinking about what next month will bring. It's what can you focus on now to be able to be in the moment now and focus on what matters most now in relation to the future. Okay. Yeah, I love that. And the energy. It's a little trippy. Yeah, (laughs) it is. But you're right, the energy that we expend on worrying about the future or worrying about the past, it, it is a drain. Like when you think about it, yeah, that, and that, that drain is like, and the energy drain, it's like, okay, now, you know, I've wasted this much time or now I'm exhausted after worrying about something that hasn't even happened yet. So I absolutely, like I see all that playing out and how what you just said there was like, oh, okay, this is what, how we need to reframe it then. Um, are there any oh, other yeah. strategies then that you would suggest? So strategies for people to use in their daily lives to make the most of their time. Sure. Let's talk strategies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to, and to, just to reflect back on that thought, Kaylee, that you just shared as well, is that when we're thinking about or worrying about the present and how that energy leak or that energy drain, that's money on the table right there. That's leaving yeah. money on the table also. And so, you know, a simple example, just yesterday I was coaching a client and she was thinking about this course that she needed to finish. And she was, she was worrying about what somebody would think in relation to it. She, I said, how much time have you spent worrying about this? She said, well, about like, about this decision she was going to make. And she said, at least like three or four hours, she's been worrying about it. And so we, in a matter of like three minutes, we're able to hone in and help her get, you know, clarity on what her decision is and make the choice and choose the choice. And she had that project done in less than three hours and it was off her plate. So oh, wow. it's the worry that is, is, is debilitating. And that worry about worrying about what people are going to think 
is, is one of the things that keeps us in the middle zone and, and creates exhaustion. So we can heal that. We can shift that and cure that. Okay. So, um, so let's, yeah, let's talk practical strategies. So um, one that I love is to have a, is to have a list of acts of integrity. So time mastery is all about integrity. It's about, it's about being true to yourself and making choices and choosing your choices and keeping your word to yourself. So when you do that, make a list of those radical, you know, those acts of, of integrity of when you are true to yourself and what truly matters to you. Um, another one is, um, remember I talked earlier about, I, I, uh, that I had an idea related to middle zone that I wanted to share. Yes. Um, I call it, I call it walking meetings. Um, every day for 30 minutes, halfway through the day, I go out and walk. There's a little loop that I do in our community. And just getting my feet into nature, getting my feet on the ground and walking and literally walking. I kind of, I walk fast. I, I, I just sometimes listen to some music, but usually don't. I walk pretty fast. It is the most productive time of my day. It's by far the highest return on investment of my time. Because what happens is when I'm moving, I'm, I'm actually moving my energy and my ideas are flowing and my creativity is off the charts. And so I come back to my desk. Have, I always have a piece of paper waiting for me. At, like I go out for the walk and just before leaving, I put a piece of paper on my desk and I come back and the very first thing I do is I write down everything that, I, that, that came to me. And sometimes I'll fill a whole page with clarity and with creativity and with inspiration. And, um, and it's because I'm in nature and nature is the shortcut to my inner knowing and my inner wisdom. That's, that's, it's like um, unwavering. It happens every single day. So I don't skip that. <laughs> and plus, it's, uh, it's uh, good for the health, right? It's good for my health. It's good Absolutely. for my vitamin D, all those things. Um, another one I love to talk about is, yes, no counteroffer. So... And this relates to boundaries. Um, a strategy for time mastery is a lot of people have a hard time saying no and take on too much and say yes too much. And um, when someone asks you to do something, my suggestion is to think of yes, no, or counteroffer. You could say, yes, I will do that. No, I won't do that. <laughs> or what I highly recommend is the counter offer. Like I got a counter offer for you. Here's what I can do. So if someone asks you to get back to them by four o'clock today and you just promise to see your daughter and to be with your daughter, you can say, yes, I will do that. My counter offer is I'll get that to you tomorrow morning at nine o'clock because I made it. I made a, I have a commitment. Mm -hmm. And like it takes that. that, it takes integrity. It takes self-integrity to, to choose that choice. 
and to not just do the thing because you might be worried that they won't like you or that, that, you know, they'll judge you or anything like that, or just say yes, because you think you should. It takes a lot of integrity to not do something because you think you should. Yeah, but and like you said, it's a like, key word. Yeah, and it's just the boundaries. Like you're right; it is really hard to say no. But that counter offer that seems a lot more comfortable, and then you like it just feels like okay. Then I would feel better too, knowing that I still can, you know, stick to what I had already planned, and I don't have to, um, yeah, feel like the the guilt and everything we talked about. So it's it's that whole, it's that struggle of boundaries, but finding a comfortable way. Like I, I love the counter offer. That's, a, that's such a good idea. Yeah. Counter offers are amazing. And as a coach, I use yes, no, or counter offer all the time with our clients. So, you know, our job is to, is to see possibilities and help them see bigger, help them mm-hmm. see higher, help them see with way more breathing room and spaciousness and opportunity and possibility. And so let's just give a little simple example. Another one of our areas that we focus on is what we call the empowered sales, which is all about building reciprocal, healthy relationships with your clients. And um, one of, the, one of the, the things I might say to one of our clients, if they're looking to attract more clients um, and they've got, a, you know, some relationships that they really want to grow you know, it might be, they may be scared to reach out to like, say two people, right? You know, Mm -hmm. we all experience that at times. So that might be a big stretch for them. So I might say to them, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be totally unreasonable. Is that okay with you? And they'll say, it's always fun, right? It's like, kind of, we're being cheeky and we're having fun. And then I'll say something like, will you reach out to uh, 15 of your um, relationships in the next 24 hours. So it's almost like an unreasonable request. Mm-hmm. And or maybe 20. <laughs> like something that yeah. just feels like a stretch. And then almost always they'll say something like, what? No way. But I got a counter offer for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to reach out to seven before I'm done this day. Well, they're empowered to reach out to seven of their closest relationships by the end of the day. Whereas before playing with this tool, they were scared or hesitant to do two. Mm -hmm. So that yes, nor a counter offer is very empowering to you in a whole, in a number of situations. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's all about just being at your best in your best self, right? So it's not that you want to just say no to everyone or or try to make everything a negotiation, but it is about like just setting boundaries and being fair to yourself too. And knowing that we don't want to, uh, you go go through burnout or have resentment because we're, you know, just overdoing it or just filling up our calendars way too much. Like we need to also, you know, give ourselves grace and, and have time for ourselves. So yeah, I see how, how valuable that could work and, and help someone in their sort of day-to-day routines and, and mastering their time. It, it's a really important part of the strategy. And it takes practice. And really yeah. what it comes down to is yes, no, or counteroffer. And using that tool of counteroffer 
is, is really about self-worth. Time mastery, when it really comes down to it, time mastery is about valuing yourself and your own time. And um, using that tool of counteroffer is a wonderful way to demonstrate that to yourself, to say yes, because, you know, yes, I, wa- I want to help you and I can help you. I can, I can follow up with this on tomorrow, but not to jump just because someone says jump. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's psychology in that too and mindset because each person has their own conditioning, their own humanity, their own patterns that they created and developed to survive and to be accepted and liked. And so some of that um, comes into play when we try to be that people pleaser or, you know, show up and do everything for everyone. But what happens is the risk and what really is the sadness is that we step over ourselves to do it. And that's what we need to shift because when we step over ourselves in order to please everyone else, the only person who's hurt is ourselves and the integrity with ourselves is what really gets hurt. So we want to shift that. We want to totally flip that. So the integrity with self and valuing oneself and valuing one's time is what matters most. And of course, we're still delivering. Of course, we're being of service. Of course, we're, you know, supporting, but it's doing it on our own terms. Yes. Okay. I love that. So, I mean, I could talk to you all day on this stuff. Is there anything, if we're wrapping up, anything else you wanted to, to say, to add um, that we haven't touched on? Oh, that's such a, oh my gosh. I could talk with you all day on this too. Okay. And actually we <laughs> we'll have to do part Sarah, two. I do? We'll do part two. <laughs> we actually do lead one day workshops on this and on different subjects. Um, yeah, I, I guess what I want to say is, is this. One of the things that I would really encourage everybody to consider is the morning and what your morning is like. And I encourage you to have some kind of practice that has you be grounded and connected and centered in the morning before you look at your phone, before you look at social media, before you look at anything that's outside of you. And um, when COVID started, I actually discovered a yoga teacher, an online yoga teacher, and I started her practice. She's like early, early morning, early. And I've been doing it every weekday ever since. I I used to be like, I used to do yoga twice, twice a month. And now I'm doing it five days a week. But you know what I've realized is, so, I, so the practice helps me center. So that's my way of being centered. You may have a different way. Maybe, maybe for you, it might be meditation. It might be journaling. It might be just sitting with a cup of tea. It might be going for a walk or a bike ride, like something that, keep, that has you centered and grounded in yourself before you, before you focus or put your energy into the external. And I notice that there's, I feel completely different when I start my practice without looking at like anything else. I am totally present. I am settled. I am peaceful. 
I feel amazing. And my whole day goes like that. But I could look at, on my phone, I could look at one email. One email, one text message. And my, it, it triggers my mind. My mind is racing. I'm thinking about that thing. It's just, it's like an experiment that I play with myself to see how it impacts me. Mm-hmm. And it takes me, if I've done that right before the practice, it takes me a good 15 minutes to settle down. And it, it might be a nothing email. Like it could be just simply nothing, like a text message. But I'm thinking about it. It's, on, it's in my brain. Yeah. So I, I really want to leave everyone with that idea to okay. have some kind of practice that when you wake up and really, really be ruthless in not reaching for the external world, your messages, your email, before you have a chance to wake up and have some kind of practice, however long or short it is, to feel centered and grounded and peaceful in yourself and be ready for the day. Okay. I love it. Yeah, that morning practice. So we can all give that to ourselves and it doesn't have to be a lot, like you said, even, you know, 10, 15 minutes if we can carve out that time but it sets the course for your entire day. And you've already experienced, experimented for us. So we know there, we know it's better to do it this way. So let's just, yeah, let's try it. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. And whatever it is, like, like you said, Kaylee, it could be 15 minutes of journaling, just writing whatever's on your mind. It could be just closing your eyes for 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, It could be closing your eyes with a T. It's just, it's prepare yourself center yourself so that there's a transition point between the internal and the external world rather than a, an abrupt a, a jump into the external world because you've just been sleeping, right? You've had this, yeah. wh- however sleep you've had to just have this abrupt um, jump into the external world of technology and everyone else's needs and all of the chaos that's going on, especially now it's too abrupt. We need some kind of transition so that you can be centered and grounded in that chaos. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's give, we give ourselves that transition. Let's give ourselves that. Um, We can all, we can all do that. I think that's very realistic. So, well, thank you so much. How can listeners find you, you and Derek, how can they get in touch with you guys? Sure. Um, Take a look at our website. It's ascendleadership.com. So A S C E-N-D, leadership.com. And on there, um, there's a button called, it says, let's talk. And we have a phone call. We'll have a phone call or a Zoom call with you to get to know you. There's a little video that kind of introduces us. We introduce ourselves in that. Fill out a few of the, there's just a couple quick questions, your name and your phone number and all that. And then send it off to us and we'll book a call with you like half an hour. Get to know you. You know what? What are you experiencing? What's going on? Um, what are you running into? What are your, your dreams? Um, what are you really wanting to create? And, and then if we feel, you know, that there's some chemistry or we want to explore working together further, then we, we would set up another call to do more of a consult. But that, that, that let's talk call is really like a, yeah, let's simply get to know each other and do it the old fashioned way, <laughs> right? Not email, just, phone yeah oh that's kind okay so reach out 
click the let's talk button definitely because yes i you're a wealth of knowledge i love chatting with you about this stuff and um yeah if people are going through these things that we're talking about i mean you don't have to do it alone and and definitely reach out to nadine and, and derek and and have a chat if that sounds of interest but um yeah so thank you so much thank nadine you, that was amazing i love that chat all about time it's so important it's a very valuable commodity. It's one that we all have a certain amount of time in a day. And yeah, there's no, none of us that can sort of negotiate or bargain for any more time. There's 24 hours in a day and that's that. <laughs> so um, yeah, I love that. Thank you so much, Nadine. And, oh, you're yeah, so I'll, welcome. Thank you for having me, you. Haley. Okay, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everyone. I hope you found value in this episode. And because I'm such a proponent of taking confident action, I want to pose a question to you, the listener. What is one action that you feel inspired to take after listening to today's episode? If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you so much. And I will catch you next time.